Road trip. <laughs> hey, I'm Curious City editor Alexandra Solomon, and this week we're revisiting a story from the archives. And you're listening to the sound of former Curious City producers Mackenzie Crossan and Stephen Jackson hitting the road to, get this, count billboards. All right, we're at exit 52, 18th Street, starting to see some billboards. So you might be wondering, why'd they do such a thing? Well, of course, they were answering a question from Curious City listener Jay Penendiker. It was just like a thought that popped into my head one day when I was driving. And when Jay's behind the wheel, he's noticed something a bit odd around Chicago. When I'm driving on the highway, I always see like a lot of billboards for lawyers and law firms and things like that. And it seems like a disproportionate number of billboards like compared to other businesses and things like that. So I wonder why. we started wondering too. And it turns out the answer doesn't just involve basic principles of marketing, although that's part of it. You also have to talk about the history of transportation, social class, professional ethics. There's a lot involved. So on today's episode, producer Stephen Jackson will tell us everything you ever wanted to know about lawyer billboards. That's coming up. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Okay, Stephen, so Jay has this question about billboards. What's he noticed and where has he noticed it? Right. So Jay says he's noticed a ton of lawyer billboards on Interstate 90 and 94, south of Chicago and across the Indiana border. So, as you know, I decided to go see what he was talking about. Let's go count some billboards. So last month I went out with Mackenzie Crossan, our former multimedia producer. Orientation to the car. Sometimes this gets fogged up. And we drove both 90 and 94. Hurt or injured. Hurt or injured. Our family is here to help and we tallied up all the lawyer billboards we saw. And I mean, it is a lot of, it's a lot. (laughs) We counted about 98. Lerner and Rowe on the left. They represented about 24 different law firms. Alvarez on the right. There was some medical malpractice, some family law, like divorce and child custody stuff, but the vast majority was personal injury. Injury attorneys. And some of these guys look like real characters. Mostly it was men in suits, looking serious, maybe with their sleeves rolled up. Blackley, Tavern, Basic, and Hartman, LLC. That is a mouthful. There was one guy who called himself the Hammer. Oh, the Hammer. The Hammer, yeah. Seems like there's one of those in every state, I'm pretty sure. Um, There's also one guy who wears a big hat. Look at that guy's fedora. Kind of pops out of the billboard like a cutout kind of thing. I wonder if they had to pay extra for that. That That was pretty memorable. And now, a lull, no billboards. Wow, that was really For, for a little bit, that was a lot. That was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, lots of lawyers. Um, and for comparison, we drove a few other nearby routes, and there were hardly any lawyer billboards. So, yeah, Jay seems to be onto something here. So, I mean, what's the deal there? Why are there so many lawyer billboards in that particular spot? That is a hard question to answer, but. I think we can, and I think we should break it into chunks. Okay, I like chunks. Go ahead. Okay, first chunk. Why is this a good spot for billboards at all? 
Well, we've got traffic. 90 and 94 are heavily trafficked routes, and it's not just commuters. There's also a lot of long haul trucking passing through, and you can see that reflected in the billboards. You know, there's lots of them that say they'll, they'll help you with your car crash case, or maybe you're in a big rig trucking accident. So, traffic. And then there's the cities and towns on either side of the interstate. And to understand why that matters, we have to go back all the way to 1965. And I actually have a bit of tape to play for you here. There is a part of America which was here long before we arrived and will be here if we preserve it long after we depart. So do you recognize this Southern gentleman? Yes, of course. That's President Lyndon Johnson. Right. And in this recording, he's about to sign a piece of legislation that's going to have a huge impact on billboards in the United States. Because this was back in the 60s, and the interstate system, it was still pretty new, but it was obviously going to change the landscape of the whole country. So LBJ and the First Lady, Lady Bird Johnson, she was instrumental in this, they wanted to do something to preserve the natural environment around the interstate. And that is why today there's a great deal of real joy within me and within my family as we meet here in this historic East Room to sign the Highway Beautification Act of 1965. Okay, so what exactly was in the legislation? Well, it was supposed to keep the interstate uncluttered and beautiful. But I'm going to bring in Joe Schwederman here. He's a professor at DePaul and an expert on transportation and public policy. And he says the legislation hasn't really done what it was intended to do. You know, the Highway Beautification Act's a disappointment. It was intended to clarify the rules and it really did was empower billboard companies. You know, a lot of highways are really visually uh, unattractive as a result. Schwederman says over the years, the act was amended and haggled over a lot. Everybody had an opinion. Different interest groups got involved, including advertisers. And the end result is, instead of the feds or the state government controlling interstate billboards, it's mostly local government that calls the shots. And according to Schwederman, that shift in power down to the local level, it's pretty good for billboard advertisers. I mean, even though the industry is highly regulated, a lot of cities and towns don't really have an incentive to control roadside billboards. And that's especially true if you're a town with bigger things to worry about. I think you look at areas south of the city, and especially if you're near the Indiana border, yeah, there's a lot of industry down there. Uh, you've got local governments that haven't made you know beautification a uh, huge part of their agenda. They're often fighting other problems, you know, such as economic decline and deindustrialization. And in some cases, they're eager for any business that they can get uh, with uh, some of the hardship in poorer cities like Gary Hammond and, and others. And so if a business wants to go up and put up a gigantic sign that's visible to every motorist, they're certainly uh, not in a position to fight it. Okay, I think this all makes sense. 90 and 94 have a lot of traffic, so right. that's good for advertising. Lots of people seeing those lawyer ads over and over. Yep. And the Highway Beautification Act was supposed to clean up the interstates, but in some cases it's kind of done the opposite, mm -hmm. which means more opportunities for lawyers to advertise on billboards. Right. And after the break, I'll tell you why so many of those lawyers have chosen to put their ads here, of all places. Coming up next.
Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So we figured out why there are so many billboards on this particular stretch of the highway. But why do lawyers want to advertise here? Right. So the best way to think about this is, for some reason, lawyers have decided that they like this area. It's good for them. It's good for their business. They want to boost their brand here. And I talked to Howard Ankin about this. He's a Chicago personal injury lawyer with a background in marketing. And he says the reason this area is attractive to lawyers It has a lot to do with the type of jobs in this area. Typically, people that have blue collar jobs are, you know, more in need of a workers' compensation lawyer or a personal injury lawyer. You know, the nature of lifting heavy, odd objects all day, you know, the chances are higher that you would need a lawyer with a blue collar job. And then there's the state line. Some of the lawyer billboards on 90 and 94 are for firms that are licensed in both Indiana and Illinois which is pretty handy. Ankin spoke to me about this from his office in Chicago. People may be working on this side of the border, but they may be crossing to the other side of the border to live. And so, you know, there's specific lawyers that are saying, you know, we'll represent you where you live, but help you in a market where you may have been hurt. And if you're one of those lawyers, I-90 and I-94 are like the perfect places to advertise because the interstates straddle both of your markets. Yeah, okay, that all totally makes sense. Um, Is there anything else? Yeah, the final factor to consider here is personal injury law is a very crowded field, it's very competitive, and no lawyer wants to fall behind. So if a personal injury lawyer is doing something that seems to be working, others will follow. You know, once one lawyer is doing it and other lawyers perceive that that lawyer has success in their career, then other lawyers are trying to follow that lawyer's lead. This came up a lot in my reporting. Lawyers told me over and over again about how other lawyers had copied their marketing ideas. Like one lawyer told me one year he decided to put his ad in the front of the phone book instead of the back of the phone book because lawyers, they used to advertise in phone books a lot apparently. Mm -hmm. And like in the next year's phone book, a ton of other lawyers were doing the same thing. Or like maybe you write a new catchphrase for like an ad you're gonna put on a city bus or something and all of a sudden everyone is using the same turn of phrase. So it's very likely that a similar thing is happening with these billboards. You know, someone started advertising there at some point and then other lawyers piled on. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Well, phone books, my gosh, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. But just this just this idea that, you know, one person might have started this whole thing. Do you you have any idea who that is? Well, (laughs) I started wearing a hat. When my hair got so thin, uh, I would freeze in the wintertime. Remember I mentioned there was a billboard that had a lawyer wearing a big hat? This is him. I like it. What what can I tell you? Ken Allen. I I can't wear it inside the courtroom, but going to court and coming back, you'll see me wearing a hat. I can't confirm that he's the very first lawyer to put up a billboard, but he has been doing it for a while. I started doing it decades ago. And every year, more and more seem to do it. Alan has been practicing law around here for about 40 years. And he says when it comes to billboards, and he has several, he's of two minds. I do feel good about advertising in the sense that 
I believe we do a service for our clients and for the community, and I'm pleased by doing that. On the other hand, I, I may have inspired uh, some Frankensteinish behavior, you know, because there's a lot of a lot of lawyers out there on billboards now, and some of them, uh, uh, you know, some of these lawyers are embarrassments. What does he mean by embarrassments? Well, he says it's not that the ads are too flashy or cheesy or anything, because arguably his billboards are very cheesy and very flashy. It's more that he thinks billboards can sometimes give you the wrong impression. You know, some lawyers are really heavy advertisers. They clearly have a lot of resources behind them. But that doesn't mean they're going to do a good job representing you. Yeah, I think that's something I've been wondering about, you know, whether there's anything predatory about these billboards. You know, are they targeting particularly vulnerable people? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I talked to Pat Rona about it. She's the legal director at CARPLES, which is a strange acronym, but it's a big legal aid organization in Cook County. Basically, they provide free legal advice for people through a hotline and then during non-COVID times in person, too. But here's what she says about this ethical question. In and of itself, advertising on a billboard is nothing that is unethical or a scam. You know, we're a profession um, and we have ethical rules that we all have to abide by to keep our licenses. So she's talking about ethics rules laid out by the state bar, you know, their code of conduct. And they vary from state to state. But in Illinois and Indiana, the main thing is lawyers aren't allowed to target vulnerable people and their advertisements can't be false or misleading. But there's nothing in there that says the ads have to be tasteful. I certainly have seen attorney advertisements that made me cringe a little bit um, and thought, gee, I would never do that. But, you know, whether it crossed any lines, I, I guess I would say the advertisement wouldn't still be up because lawyers police each other. That's one of the interesting things about our profession. Lawyers have a joint and a, a group interest in how we are perceived by the public. Rona actually told me about a time when she saw an ad that she thought crossed a line ethically and she called it in. And that seems to be a pretty common thing. I, I talked to a lot of lawyers about this, and this is pretty much what everyone said. You know, there are rules in place for this. There's peer pressure and the system will correct itself. But at the same time, choosing an attorney is a big deal. So it's up to us to do our due diligence. Clients need to really understand that you pick a lawyer the same way you pick a doctor. You know, do you trust them with your life, basically? So before making a decision, shop around, ask friends and family for recommendations, talk to multiple lawyers, look closely at their credentials, look at their record and take advertising with a grain of salt. Like, you know how in a lot of lawyer ads, it'll say something like call now for a free consultation. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rona says we should be cautious about that. Because generally private attorneys are not looking at that first meeting as a time when they're going to be sharing with you answers to all of your very burning questions. They are going to be focused more on what is the case about? Are you going to be a good witness for yourself? How much is this case worth not only to you as the client, but to maybe me as the lawyer down the line? They're evaluating you and your case. They're not really there to give you lots of legal advice. If you want free advice on a legal problem, you should be calling legal aid. And Rona says her organization, Carpels, that's just one of many legal aid groups in Cook County that are set up to offer this kind of free legal advice. So if you need help, you've got options. We will counsel people in this process that we've been talking about here today. How do you look for a private attorney? What does a contingent fee mean? How do I talk to attorneys? 
what are they going to make me sign? What will happen first or last? Or, you know, how does this really happen? Hmm. I mean, it sounds like you guys should get a billboard. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. So, Alex, there you go. Everything you ever wanted to know about lawyer billboards. Possibly a whole lot more. Yeah, thanks for reporting on this. I don't think I'll ever look at lawyer billboards the same way again. Yeah, I... same here. All right, let's do credits. Yeah, this episode was reported by Stephen Jackson with help from Mackenzie Crossan. Thanks to Jay Pennedyker for his question, and a big thanks to John Van Alst, who you didn't hear in this episode, but he also asked us about lawyer billboards. Curiosity is also produced by Jason Mark and Joe Dassault. Our digital and engagement producer is Maggie Civet, and our intern is Sophia Lowe. I'm Alexandra Solomon. I edit the show, which is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.